0: Welcome to the Lex City Church podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Lex City, please visit LexCity.Church. Oh, I love it. Well, welcome to Mixtape 2022 as we start off thinking about the 1970s. I Got a lot of memories from back then. One of them is, some of you may remember, Evil Knievel. The dude was jumping buses, jumping a shark, and then he jumped the Red Snake Canyon. I mean, nothing was better than Evil Knievel. And we saw it all on Wide World of Sports every Sunday afternoon. I actually saw it in black and white back in those days. The 70s, maybe one of the more transformational things happened in the year was 1977. And as a nine-year-old boy, I went to see my first movie in a theater, It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and Star Wars blew my mind and changed my life. What an amazing decade in the 1970s. Well, during this entire series, we're going to get a chance to take some trips down memory lane and reminisce about some of those events and some of the music that's going to stir some great things from the past in your hearts. But we're also going to take a journey over these next five weeks, a relationship journey. And some of it's going to be really fun, and some of it's going to be lighthearted, and some of it's going to be hard, and some's going to feel a little uncomfortable at times. But I just want to encourage you today, whether you are single or if you are married, if you'll lock in with us for these next five weeks and make it a priority to be here and engage, listen, you're going to glean some insight. I really believe that will help you transform your marriage, or if you're single, will shape your future relationships. And so I encourage you, lock in, come join us for this ride. So let me just give you a quick overview where we're going over these next five weeks, so you have an idea uh, what to expect what we're doing. This week, I'm going to tackle the topic, What Every Man Wants. Uh, Next week, Helen's going to tackle the topic, What Every Woman Wants. Week three is going to be Let's talk about sex as we go. Uh, Let me just say for parents, this won't be a rated R morning, but it certainly will be more PG-13, so just use your discretion that morning as we go. Week four, Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to have a group of couples that are going to be sharing on this topic of of how do we reconnect over time or even when challenges come, and then we're going to close out that fifth week with really dealing with this issue of just owning our own stuff when it comes to our relationships. That's where we're heading. Just want you to be uh, aware of those. And so as we get started tonight, I, we're gonna start here today with a basic truth, right? We, we know this to be true, that men and women were created differently, right? Not just biologically different. In our very essence, we are uniquely different, right? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus, right? We get this idea that we're created uniquely different. And in that uniqueness, our, our primary need is different. We've shared this before, but Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, such a powerful verse, it simply says this. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Ephesians 5 just reminds us, right? As God created us, the primary need of every man is to feel respected and the primary need of every woman is to feel loved. Now, we need both of those, but the reality is this is the primary one that drives us. And I always start with that foundational truth because if we can grasp that truth and apply that, everything else is gonna flow out of that. Everything else will grow out of that thing because if we don't, I know what happens, right? When When a woman doesn't feel loved, She responds by failing to show respect. And when a man doesn't feel respected, he responds by failing to show love. And this crazy cycle begins in our relationship. And each one of us is waiting for the other one to change and respond appropriately so we can respond appropriately to them because they're finally responding appropriately to us. And can we just acknowledge at the root of that is the ugliness of our own selfishness. And it becomes this conditional relationship, right? If you, then I. If you don't, then I don't. If she would respect me and stop nagging me, then, then I would certainly find it much easier to love her. Listen, if you would just value me and show me love, then you would become a much easier man to show respect to. And this whole idea, I did a series a couple years back on this idea of love and respect. And if you'd like to know more of that content, just encourage you to go to lexcity.info. We've got a link to that series we did a few years ago. But over these next two weeks, where we want to go today and next Sunday is answering this question, right? What is the greatest need or what does every man want, really? And then secondly, what does every woman want? And can I just encourage you and warn you that as we get into that this week and next week... While we're sharing these truths, something naturally is gonna rise up in you. This little response is just naturally gonna flow. And so just be aware of it. You're gonna say something like this. You will never say it out loud, but you'll feel in your heart. Listen, well, I bet you want that. Well, I want some things too right? A little bit of that idea. And why should I give in? And why should I show you that? Because you've never really taken time to show me this and do these things for me, right? Again, it's this idea of conditional love. If you, then I. And so that emotion is going to rise up over these next couple times. But can I just encourage you, it's because of that, that some of you feel stuck and some of you are in a rut in your relationships, because you're each waiting for the other one to initiate and respond correctly. So day after day, right, you're you're coexisting. It's mutual, it's fine, but it's just not the life you've always wanted and the marriage you've always dreamed of. Why? You're just stuck in this rut of waiting for the other to be who you want them to be so you can respond in the way that you wanna respond to them. And it's the challenge. And to add to that, right, what makes relationships and specifically marriage so difficult is that we bring all of our brokenness and we bring all of our baggage into this relationship, right? On the day we say I do, we're not starting with a clean slate and it's not an empty canvas. We're two broken people with hurts and hangups and habits and we're going to coexist and do the rest of our lives together. What possibly could go wrong here? Why would this be hard, right? I mean, the very formula has some immense challenges to jump into it as we go. And so I just say to you, I, understanding that, for some of you, this topic, right, there, there are some significant hurts and some brokenness and some pain from the past that has carried into your present And I wish I could give you this simple formula to solve that. I wish you could just say A plus B, it'll all be fine and it will equal C, right? I wish there was a simple prayer that I could take away that pain and some of that stuff that's in our hearts. But the reality is it's a process and that takes time. And so I just want to encourage you today, over the next few weeks, if you feel that in your heart, like I know I should be responding this way and I just can't, there's just this thing. Can I just encourage you? to just find some help. Most of us couples that have done life together, there's been seasons where we've just needed some help. Somebody from the outside, a Christian counselor. Every Sunday after our series, we're gonna have our prayer team will be down here. Look, at these are couples who have done life together and experienced the ups and downs. I just wanna encourage you, don't get isolated. Don't try to do this on your own. Find some help along those things. Because here's the great part that I know. There is hope. Our church is full, full of marriages who have been restored, relationships where love has been ignited in new and fresh ways. And so I just encourage you, listen, don't give up, right? Keep showing up, keep doing the work, and keep the hope that God has something better for you in this. So as we jump today, I want to start with men, because God started with us as men. So today I want to ask that question, and we're talking about this idea of what a man truly wants, Now, ladies, I'm just going to tell you, the answer is a little more complicated than you think. We're sophisticated creatures. Uh, You haven't quite figured us out, right? So my goal today is to help you ladies understand us better. But I also want to remind you as men who you truly are and who God has created you to be. See, God has made you to be a man who is driven by his purpose and not simply by his wants. And so the title of today is What Every Man Wants, but let's just be honest, in reality, I don't really care what we want because a man is driven by purpose and not simply wants and desires, all right? And so this biblical idea, this biblical framework of what manhood means, especially in the context of of relationships and marriage, the challenge is this thing is continuing to be how God defines it, continues to be more countercultural every year. See, the enemy has this wonderful plan, right? If he can diminish and uh, demasculize men, then the reality is if he can remove men from our families, then he's basically going to, over time, destroy our culture and he's going to diminish our country, right? And that's the context of where we find ourselves in 2022, that men have been minimized and diminished. So, men, I want to take time to remind you of something very powerful that God put in you from the beginning. God put it in you at creation, but here's the challenge. You must draw it out. And ladies, the power of who you are is that you can help us do that. Ladies, your voice, your your support, your encouragement will help us to take what God has put us and fan it into a flame. Or you have the ability to squelch what God has ignited in us. Genesis chapter 2, from the very beginning, God lays it out. He says this, The Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work, to work it and to keep it. Basic. Men, we were created to work and protect. From the very beginning, God has put us in it. That's why, ladies, your man may not pick up his socks, but he'll take a bullet for you. That's why in our house, even though Tammy is braver than I, the gun is on my side of the bed. Because when the noise happens downstairs, we are not rock, paper, and scissoring to see who's getting up and going, right? (laughs) Because as passive as my personality is, when there's something that threatens my family, there is something that God put in me That me and my little friend are heading downstairs to see what's there. Why? It's a God-given thing that God has put in us men to protect. He's also put in us this fulfillment that we find it in providing, right? We've forgotten this thing, that there is intrinsic value in work. There's something in us as a man that when we do this, it rises up in us. When I can provide for my family, listen, I'm at my best why I'm living my purpose when there's something that I can do. I, I love the way John Eldridge puts it. He says, listen, every man needs a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. Right? That's the script of every great movie you've ever watched. Every Braveheart moment comes out of that. Every man needs a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. Every great movie starts with that. Uh, An ordinary man, a warrior is ignited by something that's greater than himself, right? For the love of his woman, for the protection of his family, and for the honor of his country, he battles impossible odds to overcome. And in that moment, what happens? A hero is born. His children begin to tell stories of his legacy, of who my father was and what he has done. And his wife walks a little taller and a little prouder in this city square in those moments. Quick side note. For some of you ladies, when I gave you that quote, there's one part that doesn't sit real well with you, and it says a beauty that needs to be rescued. And you say, I don't need no man to rescue me. right? I ain't that weak. I'll take care of my own thing. You know, I'll walk where I want to walk. I'll, Listen, I love that. But can I remind you that the, the flawed in that thinking? Our culture has said this, in order for one gender gender to be strong, the other one has to become weak. That's a lie from the enemy. When I look around this church, some of our most godly, some of our best leaders, some of our most strategic thinkers are women. Ladies, you never have to become less so your man can can become more. The beauty of a marriage is when both live to their full given, God-given potential, right? Your awesomeness doesn't threaten my manhood. Neither does my manhood threaten your calling. It's a wonderful thing that's there. But can I say, to some of you ladies who are strong in your personality, in your character, in your giftedness, can I just, especially if you've married a man who tends to be a little bit more passive, can I just encourage you to always leave room at the top? Because he will never initiate to fill a need if you are always filling it. Great leadership always leaves room at the top and brings somebody up with them. It doesn't mean you're weak. It just means you're a great leader in the giftedness that God has given you. That's a freebie as we go, all right? So as we go on and we think about that, I, I wanna share today uh, some important things about this. That point is so important because every man, right, Genesis 2, needs to feel needed. God put it in us to provide. That's why, listen, ladies, that's why when you have a problem, and you wanna talk about how you feel about the problem, we just wanna come in and fix the problem, right? We're gonna blow right past the emotions and we just wanna get it done because you got a need and my girl called and I'm gonna solve this. It happens all the time. My wife, bless her heart, she calls me into her office to help with a computer problem And by the time we're done, I have built this multiple monitor thing and sounds and a fan and a TV over there. And she's like, dear, I just wanted to know where the cursor went. You're right. I'm not listening. I just know she called and I'm fixing it. And even if she doesn't know she needs this, I know she needs this. Right. It's this thing within us. So ladies, just be patient. Genesis 2 says that's what's in us. We love it to provide. And listen, when you appreciate it, we feel respected. When you allow us to solve something that's important to you and you value that, it speaks to our heart. Ephesians 5 answers the question, what every man wants, he wants respect. So ladies today, let me just, let me give you some practical ways to show respect. And then let me also give you some respect stealers. Respect stealers, right? Probably one of the things that I hear the most from guys is simply this man, my wife, she just always, she's nagging. She just nags on me over and over. (laughs) And ladies, you know the problem, right? When men act like boys, wives act like mothers. See, there's the truth that's there. So wives, I know you don't wanna mother him, and I know you don't wanna nag him, but sometimes you feel like that's the only way I will ever get him off the couch to do something, right? So let me give you a quick little relationship principle this morning, what is rewarded is repeated, And what is nagged is neglected. See, ladies, you hate nagging, but what you don't understand, when you get into that habit, it steals the soul of your man. It turns a man into a boy all over again. The book of Proverbs was written by a man, and so he says it this way. Proverbs 27, verse 15. A quarrelsome wife is as annoying as a constant dripping on a rainy day. Stopping her complaints is like trying to stop the wind or trying to hold something with greased hands. <laughs> but but, you hear, but do, you hear, do you hear in his heart, like he's given up. I can't please her. I'm trying to make her happy. And it's like holding something in a greased hand. It, 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 it doesn't do any good. And she just complains about that. It's like a dripping faucet on a rainy day, and it just it's sucking the very soul out of who I am as a man. You can hear that in, in the author. Now, ladies, we know on the opposite side of here is a wife who is equally as frustrated with this boy. Greasy hands, you've never done any work in your life. Your hands are as clean as can be. There's two sides to all of this. But you hear on both sides, it sucks the joy in the very life out of where we hear. So here's a question for us today, ladies. How do I motivate, right, my man? Let's go to the first part of that little principle, right? What is rewarded is repeated. Here's the key. Catch your man doing good and reward it. When you see him spending time with the kids after a long day of work, acknowledge that. When when you see that he's actually taking out the garbage before it's overflowing onto the floor, then look for that to enjoy. When he's not just physically present with you, but he's actually emotionally engaging with you, celebrate those things, find them and see them. Now listen, at the start, depending on where you are in your crazy cycle in your relationship, right? This may take a little bit longer and it may be a little harder to see those things, but you'll find them if you'll look with fresh eyes. And that's the key, right? I got a new and a fresh look and see and celebrate these things. Reward what you want repeated. Now, ladies, let's just be honest you don't even have to be that creative on how you reward those things, let's be honest, right? <laughs> Food, flattery, and physical touch, it's done. We'll figure this thing out, right? So it's the kind of deal, listen, you, you, reward, you see him taking out the garbage, you reward him. And I'm gonna tell you what, He's going to take that garbage out every single day. And the food, flattery, and physical touch is so good, he's going to be like taking the garbage out for your neighbors. He's like, I'm the neighborhood guy. Look at this, dear. Woo, two bags, and away we go, right? We're like Pavlov's dogs. We're not that complicated. Reward what you want to be have repeated with flattery and words, and it makes such a difference. So, ladies, in that mindset, can I just encourage you, listen. Pick your battles wisely. Choose what's truly important. There are battles that need to be had, but everything isn't a battle. So pick them wisely. Choose what's important, but then look for the wins. And you'll be amazed what a difference it makes. Genesis chapter two says, in the heart of your man, right? He he was created to be a provider. And I know that about the heart of, of your man. I know in the heart of your man, he wishes he could do more for you. I know he wishes he could give you a bigger house. And I know he wishes he could give you a refrigerator where the ice machine actually works, right? He'd love to give you a newer car. He'd love to be able to provide that if your kids wanted to go to a better school, they could go to a better school. He so desires to be able to pay for their college someday as they go. And I know this because men are like you. We we always tend to compare ourselves to others around us, Right? And it's easy to look around and perceive like every man is doing it better than you. Every man is providing better. Every man's wife is happier than your wife with the kind of person they have become. And here's the challenge. This discontentment, if we're not careful, we not only perceive that from others, but if we're not careful, we feel that from you. Whether literal or figuratively. That that sense of discontentment and it communicates us to our soul when we feel that you are unhappy, it communicates simply this, that I'm not good enough, right? If I was better as a man, you'd be happy. If I was a better provider, then you would really be content with where we are. If, if I was better, everything in our family would be better. And listen, if we feel that nothing is more demotivating for the heart of a man to feel like his wife is always complaining and comparing, because here's, you may not believe this, but men actually, we have a pretty acute awareness of where we fall on the food chain, I don't need you to tell me where I fall in terms of my contemporaries, I'm pretty clear where that is, so just be careful as we go that, so ladies, here's just a life-giving statement I would encourage you with, if you can say this in authenticity, it's simply this, I love the life that we're building together, it's not a perfect life. We're building it. But man, when, you're, when your wife can say to you, I, I love the life we're building together. What does that speak to me? It speaks to me. We're doing this. It's not right. Not perfect yet, but Man, I'm providing. She's content. She's pleased with me and what I'm doing. When she said I do, she's experiencing that kind of thing. I encourage you, if you're at a place, you could say that those words at the right time are so powerful. Remember Adam he's back in the garden. And Adam, at the start of Genesis, man, he is living the ultimate bachelor adventure, right? Every day, new animals to discover. Every day, new places to wander in the garden, new adventures to be had. And yet God looked down and knew in the midst of this amazing setting where the man was living what he thought was his dream, God knew something was missing. So Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone, and I will make him a helper fit for him. Interesting on the creation of of both Adam and Eve, right? Adam was created in need of a companion, but Eve was created from day one in the context of relationship. Eve knew nothing else other than that kind of powerful relationship. But God knew Adam, who was born and created alone. He knew that in the heart of every man, that men love to share the stories of adventure. They, they love to tell their tales of conquest. They love to share that with somebody. That's why, ladies, if you ever ask your man to say, hey, tell me about some of your amazing accolades as a high school athlete. They're going to rise up, like, well, hang on. And they're going to run back. They're going to grab that yearbook, try to squeeze that jersey back on. And I'm going to tell you, they can tell you their junior year about that game against Central when they did that as if it was yesterday. Why? They love to share the adventures. They love to share those conquests with you in such a powerful way. I was fortunate in our relationship. So, Tammy was our in college, she was our statistician for the basketball team. And so, for four years, she traveled with the team. She never missed a game home or away over those four years. And I tell you, I got, every game before tip off, I, I would look up at the stands, make sure she was sitting there and watching. She was also keeping the rebounds. So, make sure you get that, you know. But I was like, oh, is she there? Why? Because I just loved that I got to share these experiences with her, the joys. The victories, the losses, and the defeats that were there. And there was this closeness in that moment. But then a funny thing happens. After four years of eligibility, it ends. No more games. But Tammy knows, for me, I have a love of sports. And I have a love of the competition that comes with that. So for over 30 years, really until we came here, uh, every year she would come to my summer league basketball uh, games. At least one game Every year that she would come. She'd come, she'd wear her big pin that would have my picture. My, no, she didn't wear the pin. I hope she would, but she never wore the pin. But she would come to one of those games every time. And listen, my older teammates who were married for a while, I mean, they laughed and gave me a bad time, but deep down, they were envious of that moment. Because the only ladies that ever came to our Summer League games were the girlfriends of our college players who played with us during that time. You see, a funny thing happens, ladies, if you're not careful, like, once you got married, somehow you forgot that he loved to share his victories and his conquests with you in those moments. And so it's a gift that she would come. And I'll tell you, the one game she'd come every, every season, boy, I, I'd run a little faster. I'd jump a little higher. I might only score six points. But they were an amazing six points that were there. Why? Because God put it in me that one of the things that the wonderful help made in my life, because I want somebody to share the tales I want somebody to share the stories and the victories that's there. And God put it in me. Ladies, here's the question for you what does your man do, and how that he loves to do, and how can you support him with your presence? If he loves the golf and you don't like the golf, just go sit in the cart for one round a year. You'll love it. You're also going to be amazed. He's not as good as he tells you he is, you know. That's what you're going to find out when he golfs. So that'll be there, right? If he loves to fish, go sit in the boat. It's biblical. Get in the boat as you go. Spend the day that's there. If he's a hunter, right, get up in that tree stand, spray that little deer urine perfume on yourself, and it's going to be the longest day of your life, I know. But he'll never forget it because you're shoulder to shoulder and you can't talk. It's a, well, you know, it's, it's, it's his dream of having you there. But whatever it is, listen, find that thing and support him. I, I love to see it in my daughter-in-laws. My, my daughter-in-laws, they didn't grow up loving football or Nebraska football, but every time we get together for a watch party, they come, they're even wearing their red Husker gear. And even though we're losing all the time, they stay here for the full game. And I look over at my boys and I just see something rises up in them because their gal loves what they love and they're there. My daughter-in-laws are amazing. They, they even come over, last night they come over for UFC fight night, right? And uh, I have two bean bags just for the daughter-in-laws. Nobody else can sit. And when they come over for fight night, they get those things. And why is that important? It's companionship. They don't care about half the stuff, but they care that it's something my boys care about and the companionship is there. So ladies, what can you find to support? Ladies, your presence Sometimes more than your words speak the loudest. Ladies, most of the time, your presence, even more than your words, speak the loudest. What every man wants, respect that gets shown through your words of appreciation and your companionship. Now, the final thing every man wants is probably the one you thought I would lead with this morning, right? Right? I told Tammy, I'm speaking on this, what every man wants, and she's like, well, it's it gonna be like a one-point sermon. Uh, we want sex, let's close in prayer, you know. That may be true, but uh, what makes physical touch, listen, don't miss this. What makes that so powerful in the heart of a man is that it's expressed through this framework of respect. The ideas that our wives would, would willingly and gladly give themselves to us It's not just simply a physical act, right? The fact that you choose to do that means that you value us, that you find us worthy of being loved. It's this tangible expression of your gratitude and your thanks. It's the affirmation that you still choose us even after all these years. See, that's why Ladies, don't miss this. That's why there's such great power when you are initiators. We'll talk a little bit more about that in week three, but there's power in that because it's of your choosing that makes such a difference. So what does every man want, right? He he wants a battle to fight. He wants an adventure to live and he wants a beauty to rescue. And ladies, that's in the heart of, of your man, but he needs your help to draw it out. And the wonderful thing is that God has uniquely created you to do that very thing.
1: It's just in. You is your name Is your virtue virtue is your name picking up my pieces healing everything I pray I get so much more than I deserve and after all these years you think I you think
0: I see ladies you you really are you're, you're a gift your gift from the Lord. From the very beginning, God looked down at man in a perfect world and said, "It's just not good for him to be alone." Think about this: in, in the perfection of the garden, you added something to his life that he couldn't find all alone. It's a gift. But men, this morning, uh, I've started with you. And since it's really more about your purpose than your wants, I want to conclude with you in our time today. You see, when the world wants to neuter you as a man, I want to remind you of your God given calling, that you are the watchman on the wall, that when there is distance in your relationships, you're the one that needs to take the first step. When you wanna run away because everything in you wants to flee, you're the one that runs to the fire. You're the one that runs to the conflict and you're the one that runs to the storm. I wanna remind you today as men that nobody walks out of your house who doesn't walk over you standing in the doorway. That nobody gets into your house who doesn't walk over you standing in the doorway. You're, You're the watchman on the wall. You're the trainer of your children and you're the spiritual leader of your home. God put it in you from the beginning and now it's up to you to draw it out. Let me encourage you. Nobody expects perfection from you, but your family deserves your best. Greatest need of every man is to be respected Men, it's easier for your wife to show respect if you're a man who's living a life worthy of that respect. But she deserves that, right? Your family deserves that. Single men, your future spouse deserves that of, of you. So stop acting like a boy when you've got a calling to be a man. So let us together as men, right? Fulfill our God-given purpose of providing and protecting. Protecting emotionally, physically, and spiritually to those that we love the most. And here's the beauty. As you love and lead your wife in that way, just watch. She will respond with affirmation, companionship, and with what every man Truly, once. Let's pray together. Father, today we thank you for the uniqueness, (laughs) how you have created us. We thank you from the very beginning, you put something in each one of us that is so uniquely different. And I think today, of the men of our church, God, in a time in our culture where they want to diminish the high calling of manhood. Today, may we be reminded that you put it in us. Let us never step back from that. God, today we're reminded from your word the the wonderful gift of our wives and the role that they play in just helping us to become all you've called us to be. And so, Lord, today I, I think of our ladies, For some of them today, this is is a hard truth. They're in a difficult circumstance. They're in a, a relationship that just doesn't feel mutual in so many ways. And it's just easy to get frustrated and to give up. God, today, may you just remind them of the power, the power of their words, the power of their companionship. So Lord, over these next few weeks, may your spirit just speak to us personally and individually. God, if there are things that we need to give back to you and lay at the foot of the cross, hurts of our past, behaviors of our past, or things that we're bringing into our presence, God, may we just have the courage to do that. For our marriages that are struggling even in this moment today, may we just make the decision to be the one who initiates to be the one who risks one more time and takes that step and trusts you with the results. So, Lord, we love you. We're looking forward for what you want to do in us and through us in the weeks to come. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to the Lex City Church podcast. If you would like to support ministries of Lex City, visit lexcity.church give. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at Lex City Church for more encouraging teachings and content.